You know how fast you're going? What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. If you're easily offended, get your panties twisted to not leave now. Run in your safe space. Get your little cloth for your tears. All the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any local or government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Iceman. Uh, didn't put nothing out Sunday. Uh, spent most of the day cutting grass. Just wasn't in the mood that night. Uh, so, it's Monday night. Put something out. Uh, probably it's not going to be super long. That's going to... A few things I want to talk about. Uh, it's probably not going to be a funny episode. Uh, so... Just warning you now. Let's get the housekeeping out the way. We're going to, of course, talk about our full crew members and the Patreon. We got a uh, a new one, uh, John Demink, if I'm saying it correctly. He's a full crew member. He needs to get in touch with me and uh, let me know which mug he wants. We got Mr. Dan Carlson with Burley Boards. Uh, full crew member. Y'all go check out uh, Burley Boards. Uh, or your good-looking cutting board or something like that. We have uh, Miss T-Bird, full crew member. Uh, Jim P., our uh, race, tracking, uh, race, <laughs> race car driver. Y'all go check him out on our short, short Track Guy podcast. We got Mr. Hoppy Hoppison, our truck driving friend. We have Mr. Christopher DeMars, Z Palmer. We got Miss Lauren Stimson. We got Roy Spaldings, Roy with an S, not Roy with a P. We got a girl from down under, JoJo. We got Miss Kaylee Norris and Tasha L, two girls from Washington. And always, uh, our OG crew member, Miss Melissa Holstein. You know, if y'all would like a premium cigar, uh, go to mypatriotscar.com. And order your cigar. Use the promo code MOTORCOP15. You'll get 15% off your entire order. You know, get some delicious cigars uh, while you're at it. You can always join the Patreon. Three different groups. Uh, Like I said, I put out a lot of extra stuff over there. Uh, You can join up there if you want the extras. If not, stick around here and Get the free stuff. Uh, we got the member page, the clubhouse. You can uh, join that, answer a few questions. Join up, it's free. You can go to uh, the website. All the links are at the bottom. Uh, MotorCopChronicles.com. And check all that out. According, of course, you know, there's the Etsy store there. We got the new F. YF Society shirts out. Nah, fuck your feelings. Society shirts are out. You can go check them out if you want. If not, we're going to jump right into this and get it started. Uh, 
Like I said, it was a non-interesting weekend. And uh, today's Monday, so can't say there was much going on in the week uh, so far. We'll say I did have, uh, we'll start out with, start out with uh, something uh, nice uh, that happened to me today. Don't happen too often, but this actually happened. I stopped at uh, a little local uh, Dollar General store. was on duty before. I was just grabbing me some beef jerky and some stuff like that, and I needed some batteries and stuff before I went out and uh, started working, uh, writing tickets this afternoon. And uh, so I had some beef jerky, uh, some gummy bears, and what else? I, have? I, I, I had some other, I had some stuff in my hand. Oh, some granola bars, a box of granola bars. Well, as I'm walking up to the register, I stopped and picked some batteries up for uh, for my lidar, and uh, they got rechargeable batteries. But you just buy batteries; it's just easier, you know. I bought some uh, some triple A's for the house. Well, on my way in, you know, I see people. I'm like, "Hey, how you doing, man?" Yeah, trying to be, trying to be friendly, you know. Well, as I'm walking up, this uh, older lady, I say mid sixties, early seventies, so been there. She reaches out and she grabs. All this snack food out of my hand. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? And she's like, I want to pay for this. I'm like, no, ma'am, I can pay for my own stuff like that. And she just steadily snatched it. I'm like, ma'am, I said, I got this. I appreciate it. I got it. She's like, stop ruining my blessing and your blessing. Okay, well, I'm not going to sit here and argue with an elderly lady. Huh? So. Excuse me. I've been worked a long day today. Come home and put something out. But anyway, she bought all my snack food. I bought my batteries. Uh, I said, uh, I almost had a lost words there a second. It's, uh, it, it, it don't happen too often. This lady, for no reason, no reason whatsoever. More than all I did was acknowledge her when I was walking into the store and saw her and asked her how she was doing. Not saying that had anything to do with it. But for no reason, she decided to buy this stuff for me. Even though I tried several times to get her not to. Well, so, I just want to say, appreciated it. Uh, felt a little weird. Uh, that happening, uh, I'm not used to it, you know, but I mean, it was a, it was a good, I mean, it was a pleasant experience, you don't have that happen too often, people, especially in today's times, people want to just be nice to anyone, less a, a cop, uh, so, uh, that did happen. I usually don't mention it, but I will this time, just just in case some other people are listening, because this was an, uh, also an older black lady.
Okay. I've told y'all before, and I've said it a hundred times. I look at people as people. I treat people the way they treat me. I don't. I don't look at them as uh, whatever color their skin may be. I look at their character, type of person that they're they're being. And because to me, we're all the same. Uh, so something something nice and good happened today, and uh, like I said, it don't happen too often. So uh, it, it felt good. It felt weird. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, it felt weirder now, but uh. It felt good that this this older lady decided she she felt like doing this. So I appreciate it. And, uh, I'll definitely be paying it forward down the line. So I always do that. I told y'all before that you know sometimes just in the drive through, which I don't go too often, but in the drive through sometimes you know I get extra money. I'll just randomly be that guy. That buys the, uh, pays for the person behind me. If I see somebody that don't have the money at the register, and I have to put something back, and I can see that they're buying stuff that they, it looks like they need, not a luxury item. I've paid for it before. I don't want recognition for it. It's just what I do. It's the way uh, my parents did raise me up. So, and uh, like I said, it, it comes back at you. So if any of y'all out there listening, y'all, you have the opportunity or the means to do it. Uh, do it just every one, every now and then. Just you know, say and walk up and give anybody cash or nothing like that. I'm just say, I mean, if you happen to be somewhere and you see somebody, you know, oh, we don't have the money for that. Let me put that back. Pay for it. Just pay for it. Don't put yourself. Don't put yourself out. Like I said, if you have the means to and can afford, just do it. Uh. And then don't tell nobody about it. So. Now. Uh, made a few traffic stops today. Uh, and this was after this happened. I almost didn't go out and write tickets after this happened. Because. I almost didn't want to go. Ruin some people's days. By going out and uh, issuing them tickets. I mean, I know it's my job. It's what I get paid to do. I mean, in all, all reality, you, know, you write somebody a, a moving violation. It's not the end of the world, but it does get in people's pocketbooks. And sometimes people can't afford it. But I went out and did it anyway, of course, you know. Uh, I did end up letting like, like three or four people go on warning. Uh, Pulled over a kind of correctional guy transporting the inmate. Of course, I let him go. Uh, pulled over a lady and her son. They, uh, Her husband was a retired uh, probation parole guy. That was a warning. And uh, pulled over this other girl. My damn ticket writer, ticket writer just didn't want to work, so I gave them a warning. Pulled over this nice couple from... Uh, I believe Tennessee uh, dropped the speed, but I still wrote them. Nice older couple. I mean, didn't like writing the ticket, but I did. So 
I mean, I wrote several tickets today. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't want to after that lady did that. But uh, I did, but nothing, nothing major. Uh, didn't get cussed out or nothing. Uh, real rude people or nothing like that. A lot, a lot, a lot of out of state people, like from up north today. Now tomorrow, I will be going to. Uh, a funeral and a service with my wife. Uh, I don't know the person. It was uh, I guess she was the guy's godmother, and uh, dude was only like twenty four years old, and he committed suicide. I don't know. I don't know what was going on in his life. Uh, anything like that? Was anything bad enough to pray? Take yourself out. I doubt it. Uh, so, gotta do that. So, that got me thinking. And, you know, I know there's a lot of other podcasts out there on it and stuff like that. They talk about uh, mental health and uh, all, the, you know, all that stuff in law enforcement. And they're way better and uh, more versed in it than I am. Uh, I know it exists. Uh, I've had, uh, I haven't had any friends uh, in the job performance that have, uh, that I know of that committed suicide. I've had them die on duty accidents and stuff like that. Now, I know some people that have uh, had to go get help to talk to people because of, uh, I don't know, thoughts or depression or stuff like that. My thing is, if if you know, and this goes for everyone, not just in the law enforcement field. If you see one of your friends that's not acting right, don't just assume or, you know, they're just having a bad day or they're doing it. Go ask them. Go talk to them and say, hey, hey, man, you all right? You're not thinking about killing. I mean, don't walk up and say you're killing yourself. Don't do nothing like that. But just go, just talk to them. Uh, In this line of work, uh, somebody gets fired. Somebody gets transferred to a different department for punishment or something like that. You know people, you don't even have to be friends with them. Maybe after a few days or whatever, uh, just just call and check on them. Hey, man, how you doing? I mean, you ain't got to be friends with them to do it. Check up, call and check up on people. If you think, you know, you see somebody struggling, go go talk to them. Get them to go, go to sit down and talk with somebody. Just think of how you're going to feel. That this person does do something to himself, and you noticed you noticed something, and maybe just maybe if you'd have talked to them or took the time out, just to ask them how they were doing, might have changed this whole circumstance. Especially being in law enforcement, because in law enforcement, I'm going to tell you from my experience, uh, when what I've seen, okay. But uh, when when somebody gets put out on medical for like mental health reasons uh, and stuff like that, 
they almost get shunned. I almost they almost like it. They do. People in the department will will act like you got the the black plague, okay? A lot like it's gonna rub off on them or something. Always spouting is you know just big blue brotherhood, but when something like this happens and nobody or no one calls and checks up on that person and they act like the person's got the plague. It don't feel like much of a brotherhood, sisterhood, whatever you want to call it. I don't know why it's got such a stigma in uh, law enforcement, but reach out and talk to them. Be that be that person. I've done it lots of times. Of course, you know, I don't know why some people don't do it, but of course... I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. You can like me, you can not like me. Work wise. But you know what? I mean, I call I call and check on people. Probably that other people don't even know that I, I even speak to. Because it's nobody's business. And these people know that I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to keep their secrets. But you gotta you gotta be that person. Somebody does tell you something, it's it's not you know. Somebody says they're gonna go do something illegal or mass shooting or try to hurt themselves. I'm I'm gonna do what I have to do, but I'm not gonna go blabbermouth around it with the rumor mill saying, "Oh, guess what? Guess what? So and so told me. Guess what? So and so's going through. Guess what? You know this and that. I'm not gonna do it." Somebody comes to me and tells me something special in confidence that I'll take it to my grave. That's where, I guess I don't know if it's old school or whatever. Because I want to be honest with y'all. There's very, very few people that I completely trust in this world. I work with a lot of people. I mean, I'm a cop. That whole thin blue line thing. There's very few people I trust in this world that I, that, that I will tell anything to. One of them, well, two of them are my co-hosts. Because I know if whatever I tell them, it's not going to go no worse. My wife. But there's very few people, I mean, that that I will tell just whatever to. So... Keep your circle tight. But if somebody comes to you in confidence, make sure it stays in confidence. Don't don't be that hyper person. Just look out for people. Pay attention. If you see something, try to help, try, try to do the best you can. Don't shun people because they may be having a tough time with something. We see and do a lot of uh, just nasty shit in law enforcement. A lot of stuff we see and have to experience is stuff that, you know, some people never experience in their whole entire lives. And you may deal with, you're going to deal with bad incidents 
no telling how many times throughout your career. You're going to deal with it. You're going to come and say deal with it. You're going to encounter it. So, just just watch out. Uh, just watch out for your, your, your brothers and sisters out there. Pay attention. Talk to them. And call, let them know. Be that person that they know they can talk to in confidence. That they know that you're not going to run off and tell everybody. Like I said, you don't want to be that person. Another thing that was kind of on my mind was uh, since reading and seeing a lot of stuff, and we did some stories on it, is uh, the the younger people uh, being hired in law enforcement. They got that guy that's real young, the chief. They just hired some 18-year-old working in jail. I've seen 18-year-olds working in jail. Uh, I don't know if I like it. Uh it, it it's, this this depends on the person. Let me put it that way. You have some eighteen year olds that have the the maturity and mental capacity to deal with even a, working in a prison or a jail setting. Okay, and I'm not trying to dog out. I'm not dogging out correctionals at all. It's a damn hard job. Uh, because you're dealing, you have correction officers have to deal with these pieces of shit for twelve fucking hours, their whole shift. Being a street cop, if I didn't make, I might have, I might have had a good day. I might have to arrest anybody. So, correction officers didn't go in. They need to have to deal with dirt bags all day. My thing is with the uh, with the younger guys. You're going, especially working in a, a lockdown, a, it's a CO or something, in a detention facility. You have to have, the, like I say, right, mental capacity. You have to have a very, very strong mind. It's not just about your training. You can train a cockroach to do something, okay? But once you get in that situation... You have people that are locked up that have nothing better to do than to sit there all day and try to figure out ways to screw you over or get you to bring shit to them. So, I'm not saying I, I, I don't think it's the best idea in the world because they have some 18-year-olds that, that, that can handle the job. The problem is you is figuring out which ones can because you got to be very mentally strong, especially at that young age. Uh, or you can end up in the jail as an inmate. Uh, street cops, 18 years old, uh, no way. Hell, I think I started out when I was 24, and I'll be honest with you, that was probably too young. You know, I'm a whole different cop than what I was back then. They got ahead some good trainers and FTOs, stuff like that. And it's just, was I physically able to do it? Oh, yeah. I was physically able. <clears throat> From the choices and decisions you have to make sometimes on the street, being at that young age, uh, I know now exactly how I'd make them choices and decisions. That comes from experience and age, uh, life, 
just stuff that happens to you in life in general. To me personally, uh, a lot in law enforcement, uh, now dealing with different calls, mental health calls, uh, domestics, stuff like that. When I'm trying to talk somebody into the back of a police car or an ambulance or something like that, I don't have to get physical with them. Uh, would I talk to people a lot now? I use I use my own life experiences now. Uh, stuff that I have personally experienced or witnessed or been through or, or you know, all that stuff like that. I can use that now. 24, 25, uh, I, I really didn't have many or much life experience to pull from. Uh, and the job was a lot harder that way. Uh, you got some 20-something-year-old kid in a 40-something-year-old man's house basically trying to get him to do something he don't want to do. The 40-year-old man don't want to listen to some punk-ass wet-behind-the-ear kid. So, uh, I'm just saying that's why it makes it more difficult. So, hopefully these guys get some damn good FTOs and not a piece of shit FTO. So, but but 18 in a jail, uh, not a, totally against it. I just don't think it's a great idea. I just don't think it's the, the best idea in the world. So, that's my opinion on that kind of stuff. No, it wasn't one of the funny ones I usually do, uh, but like I said, not all of them are. Uh, sometimes my mind goes to thinking about other stuff. Uh, Wednesday will be here shortly. I know being Freebird will be here. It'll probably just be us. Uh, I think uh, Big Red's still on vacation in Tennessee. That's where they were at, and uh, Freebird has a fuzzy hat meeting. So, but we'll be here Wednesday at seven. So I hope y'all come. That'll definitely be uh, more uh, entertaining, funny-wise, than than this is. And uh, I hope what I said made some sense to somebody or whatever. Or I'm, I could just sound like a rambling idiot. I have no clue. But uh, that's what was on my mind the uh, last few days and today. So, y'all be safe. Uh, watch each other's back. And... Uh, Remember, smile, because Iceman could always be behind you. Because I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'm going to do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks. I'm going to stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'm going to do this every day. I'll be writing things until I'm...